Hello, Anne and Dave. Welcome back to the SBN Menopause podcast. It's lovely to have you on the show again. Last time we were talking about different crystals to use. Today, I wanted to ask you a bit more about like prophecy stones and macabres, alternative remedies that you've both used that were things that you do daily, self-love practices. Do you mean self-care? What do we do every day? Exactly. Is, is there something that each of you do just to look after yourself, your sort of personal well-being? I do Qigong and Tai Chi as a, an organ cleansing Qigong that I use. And it's a guy called Gary Gary Pauly, and he's on uh, YouTube, and it takes about eight minutes. I've been doing Tai Chi for about 25 years now. I find you know, if, if uh, something's out of sort or my energy doesn't feel good or anything like that, then um, I, I do that most mornings. Not not quite so much of a winter, you know, because it's a little bit cold outside and I like to do it outside. But uh, I do Tai Chi and Qigong most days. And then we usually do primordial sound together. Deepak Chopra's primordial sound meditation. Dave's uh, qualified as a Deepak Chopra instructor for primordial sound. We do primordial sound every morning. And then we usually pack up our crystals from eBay and Etsy. I take the dog for a walk in nature. And about tea time, we do a, a yoga nidra practice together. All in all, that's that's probably about three hours of spiritual practice. Well, that's a lot in every day, so like yeah. 21 hours a week. That's right, yeah, yeah, and and sometimes more because Dave's teaching on Zoom at the moment, primordial sound, and uh, we do on a Wednesday evening. We have people coming coming on Zoom. And that's usually about two hours, and we look at the uh, seven spiritual laws of Deepak, and uh, do primordial sound after. And there's people from the UK and America come onto this. And then Friday evening, we do uh, another another link up with the American ladies. And sometimes they want to show us something new. Some, but they were people that Dave met on his Primordial Sound course with Deepak. So over to you, Dave. What do you do? Well, I think well, then you talk about the crystals that you use, you know, every day. You know, you use blue calcite, Brazilian calcite. You always wear Moldavite and, and, and black tourmaline. And you meditate with a, a big air from a diamond, don't you? Herkimer diamonds are said to help you stay in the now. They're supposed to stimulate clairvoyance and they also balance all your chakras and uh, lift you up a bit. Sometimes I get a bit high with them, so then I have to ground myself a little bit. I used to listen to a lot of Eckhart Tolle about st staying in the now, the power of now. And Herkimer diamonds kind of um, fit in with that, the power of now. Wow, because you actually use Herkima diamonds in the pendants, like I've got one with Moldavite and Libyan glass, and there's a Herkima diamond in it as well. And um, does the size of the diamond matter? Like People often ask about, you know, does the size matter? And no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> the um, atomic pattern of a Herkima diamond resembles a Merkaba. So the, the atomic pattern it gives out, and it also amplifies the, the energy of other crystals around it. And, and we put them in with all the vials, you know, and, and they're just like a, a nice little add-on. But they also amplify and merge merge the energies of other crystals that are together. But it stimulates your ascension chakras. Yeah, it's a high-frequency crystal. 
Yeah, so it, it brings energy down from the higher higher chakras, if you will, down into the physical body. And um, it's also uh, said to have properties that regulate your DNA and RNA. This is something that Herkimers uh, do. I use a, a quantum bioresonance system, and all this information is in, inside my ear as well. It's a bioresonance system. And I train to use it to help people move into the higher purpose, whatever that is. I, I don't need to know your higher purpose. It is a medical device, but it's also spiritual, mental, emotional and physical. I can hook up onto it and look at my chakras and my meridians. And I can also uh, give a hormonal balance. It can look at the hormone, hormonal balance and tell you how uh, regulated it is. And then it can balance it as well. It works purely on vibration. Wow. Yeah. Menopause, our hormones go totally bonkers. And when it balances, it will bring bring it back to balance the best it can do at this moment in time. And then if you need more balance, you'll find yourself doing something different because it works from the inside out. It's a quantum system. So normally when we're using holistic therapies, it works from the outside in. But this works from the inside out. And, and what it is, you're connecting to your higher self on this system. And your higher self knows more than you do. I've got thousands and thousands of panels on it. You can only learn or be taught a certain area. It's that complex. And what me and Antoine did was finding your, your higher purpose in life. It's helped us to find our higher purpose in life. It's quite a, a common question is, is um, what is your highest purpose and what are you here to do? And especially at this moment in time, people are sort of wondering if they're like star seeds and have you got a special job here? <laughs> With the primordial sound meditation, now you ask yourself four soul questions. Four questions that kind of pretty much cover the whole of everything you need to know. And the first one is, who, who or what am I? The second one is, what do I want? And the third question is, what is my purpose? And the fourth question is, what am I grateful for? So we use those questions prior to starting the primordial sound meditation itself, because you, you, you use an individual mantra, but you ask yourself the same four questions every day and that drives you in the direction that you know that meditation is supposed to take on any given day it's always going to be a different answer before you go into that introspection like but oh, it gives, gives meditation like a direction like to go. how did you get into what you're doing now what was the moment in your life you realized you were going to move into this sound meditation and healing and the alternative side i had a spiritual awakening about 1988 from doing half a yoga and I didn't know what it was. It was and it came to me as Christ. I went to a Christian church for five years and sat there and listened. Wondered, and, and we were steered from one place to you can see when you look at your journey, you, you, it's like you were steered in the right way. We've had teachers from ne nearly all of the spiritual practices that, that there are. I was an engineer, an IT consultant. And I just didn't want to work in that field anymore. It was just lots of money, lots of bullying, lot just wasn't my thing anymore. And uh, this guy, Raj, he was called, he said, well, we've got a visiting Swami coming from India. And he's starting to teach me free meditation, Kundalini meditation, he's a Satguru. He's coming next week. And, and we didn't know what he was doing, but he was clearing out our chakras, raising everybody's Kundalini. <laughs> and that's how I got into crystals. The, the last night when he was doing our crown chakra, his interpreter put a crystal in my hand and laughed. I suppose that was part of my crystal journey. There was a hundred people that he was teaching. And within three months, everybody had done at least Reiki one. And he tuned us into his frequency 
then he said, the only thing I ask you is to pass on the meditation to three more people and that's all you owe me. This all happened at the same time. The QX system and the crystals and everything, all, all, all within that uh, short space of time. So interesting how, how things can seem to happen at the same time, like there's no coincidences in the universe. Everything is synchronicity, but we just can't see synchrodestiny. Your true self is essentially connected to every, you know, everything in the universe on a subatomic level. There's no disconnection between anything. Everything's connected. All we are in this life is a spiritual body having a human experience. And then when we pass over, we just hang up, we hang up the avatar and decide, you know, whether we need to learn any more. Are we going to come back, learn something else? You know, your true self is, is who you meet in meditation. It's who you meet when you fall through what's called the gap. And you only know you've been in the gap because you don't know where you've been. Once you go through the gap into the non-local domain, essentially where you are is like, it's timeless, immortal, and it's totally connected to every, every single. How do you know when you've actually been to this place? You, you just yeah. have a complete blackout. Yeah. You just won't be aware of anything. And just, you won't be aware of how long you've been there. It could be half a second or it could be like 10 minutes. You won't be aware of, any, of anything, but at the same time, you're aware of everything because you, you have that connection in the non-local domain to everything in the universe. And that's who your true self is. That's who your true spirit is. At that level, there is no thought. It's just pure energy. It's just vibration. Yeah. It's just vibration. And all you're doing is connecting to your own higher chakras. And this is everybody. Everybody is capable of connecting like this. There's nothing peculiar about me and Dave, but we're going through an age now where there are thousands of people teaching and there's a massive spiritual evolution going on in a lot of bad stuff, but there's also a lot mm. of good stuff going on as well. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's what you need to focus on, like, because you learn about like, the four higher states of consciousness, for instance, which are, you know, transcendental consciousness, cosmic consciousness, divine consciousness, and unity. And the nirvana is unity consciousness, where there's no separation between any of it. You're just there all the time, like. But no one ever even gets there, you know, even avatars such as, like, Lord Shiva didn't, you know, reach that that pure state of consciousness, you know, but, you know, the nirvana that everyone attempts to reach is, you know, is that unity, that unity consciousness. There's no separation between the two domains, the local and the non-local. You just live, you know, you see divine consciousness, you see beauty and joy and everything. And this is what all these great exponents of meditation and different virtual practices at the moment, that's what they aim to achieve. That's where they, they want to end up, in a place of no separation. And almost everybody you listen to now on YouTube or any, any kind of social media is backing up what, they, what they've actually experienced and learned with science. There's never been any separation between the two, really, with a piece of spiritual um, research. For instance, Deepak Chopra, he's written 90 to 100 books in his life, and they've been co-authored by you know, all these amazing scientists who are co-writing these books with him. Hopefully one day, you know, even scientists will want to have unity consciousness. But they actually get the science from unity consciousness. Carl Jung was a Gnostic. All the people who've really contributed the way we think and the way we do things were really spiritual people anyway. When Dave was talking before about the different states of consciousness, everybody will experience them. All meditation does is make the experience longer. You know, you said about synchronicity. Sometimes, occasionally, you'll see synchronicity. Well, it's happening constantly. It's the wisdom of uncertainty. If you cannot attach yourself to an outcome, 
every, you know, we're not the thinker of our thoughts, we're the observer of our thoughts. There's always a gap between every thought, like there's a gap between every breath. There's always a gap there. So you're constantly going in and out of the gap. So you're going in and out of that non-local and local domains. You know, you're transferring from one to the other all the time. You know, whether you meditate or when you're breathing even. Like, you know, we can't help breathing. We have to breathe. But the gap between every breath is a form of meditation. It's just like there's a gap between every thought. You know, you can't have a thought without there being a gap between that thought and the next one. And it's exactly the same as the way we breathe. You know, you can't breathe without there being a gap between each breath. So that gap is basically when you fall into the gap, which is that non-local domain, nothing's happening between it. There's nothing apart from that non-local domain where, you know, when you're in that gap, everything is possible. There's a million and one outcomes. And the reason that we don't kind of recognize or, or feel that we're conscious of it is because everything's happening at the same time. <laughs> Look at our body, for instance, it's constantly in the present. It's our mind that isn't. Like, the problem as humans we have is with our thinking. Our body is, is amazing. It runs itself. It doesn't need to think about anything. Every single cell in your body is replaced with this thought once every five years. So you're not the same person that you were five years ago. You've been completely replaced. And that's scientifically proven on a cellular level. Well, now do you reckon it's, it's quicker than that? It's about once a year. The, who you woke up as this morning is a completely different thing to what you go to bed. And every cell, without thinking, there's a million things at once. It's synchronized with every other cell in the body. You know, the thing that throws us out is our mind. Our intellect, our ego, and our imagination is what throws us out. That's the one that's constantly asking questions, like, it's, it's nagging you. Well, you need to start doing a bit of meditation, like, you know what I mean? And it really will help you, I can promise you. And look, I can't meditate. You know, my mind's like a washing machine. It's going round that, yeah, everybody's mind's doing that. But the one thing that you learn is that there's no such thing as bad meditation. You know, everyone seems to think, you know, for you to be meditating correctly, you have to have an empty mind. And that's just, that's erroneous. Not the truth at all. Because, you know, one of the jobs of meditation is to detoxify your mind. Just like the organs of elimination detox your body. When you're having those constant thoughts, you know, I have them every morning, you know, I do half an hour, 37 minutes meditation in the morning. And two thirds of that time is just me sitting in silence with my thoughts. Those thoughts are fine. As long as I don't become attached to them, I just let them run because they're of no use to me anymore. It's like cleansing your body. We're programmed from birth to mm. believe we're separate. That one person is better than another. This toy belongs to me, self-possession. And the whole system, particularly our educational system we're brought up in, is programming you as a child. And what we try to do is release ourselves from this matrix. And meditation and Tai Chi is one of the... Because Tai Chi is a moving meditation. It uh, debugs you, if you will. It gives you a, a space for a while where you... But, but we're also into inner child work because that's where most of the... Initially, people have traumas as children. It can be um, just as simple as a teacher having a bad day and coming in and saying something to you. Parents, the people were brought up with, but all children have traumas. So the concept of PTSD that we see now, we use a system called emotional freedom technique, and that's also free to learn. And that will take you back to the original, the original event. Everything is built on top of that. We've got lots of ways to unpick the matrix. We also use another form of meditation called heart math with our emotional freedom technique. 
and you can get into the same state as a llama in 10 minutes. They spend 40 years doing it like this. One of the guy that, guys that's brought it out is a guy that recognised DNA wasn't fixed. Because only 15% of your DNA is fixed. The rest is, into, you know, you can change, it's interchangeable. Or you can tweak things. This uh, quantum, quantum system I have, that, that's what it does. But I, I learned a technique to use it for the higher purpose. It will bring up the four emotions that are causing you the most problems, stopping you from moving into your higher purpose. I don't go into the medical things because I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose and I can't cure. But I can look at the emotions that are causing you the most problem in moving into your higher purpose. So we release your resistance to change because everybody has resistance to change. Especially people on the autistic spectrum really hate change. Imagine how sensitive people with autism are to trauma. Far more sensitive than, a, to put in inverted commas, a normal person would be. Much smaller events in your environment can trigger trauma in your life. And EFT is, you know, fabulous treatment for that because, you know, it, it involves tapping and counting. Just tapping your karate chop point. It's great for autistic uh, adults and, and to a certain extent children as well. Yeah. And it really does calm people down. You know, so if you start tapping and counting and even though, you know, I'm really stressed, I wholly and completely accept myself. Just doing that, you know, for a couple of minutes will we'll bring someone's stress levels down phenomenally. It's almost like the half math, heart math meditation. Within five to eight minutes, you're in a completely different state. Because what you're doing is you're connecting the mind and the heart. The heart's the most intelligent organ in your body. And once you once you set that connection off between the heart and the mind, the heart will generally take over like, yeah. and start talking common sense to your body rather than what your mind is. You just use the so on mantra. It all depends on how long you can sit still for. The word quantum is, you've been using it for, what, over two decades? What does it yeah. mean? When you go down to the smallest level of a particle, I think they might be called quarks, when you actually look at them, they're not still. Nothing is fixed. At that point, anything can move uh, where it wishes. <laughs> and there's a thing called the observer effect. The smallest particle isn't fixed. We see physics and everything's fixed until we get into a deeper level. That particle isn't fixed. And Einstein recognised it and he saw background energy coming from somewhere and going to somewhere and he didn't know what it was, so he just dismissed it. And that was quantum field energy. Is that the zero point energy? Yeah. Is that the frail energy that Tesla was gathering? It is. Yeah. He's going to give us free electricity, but he's, he's the man who, who promoted him owned copper mines. So this is why we get electricity free, because Tesla just wanted to give it to... And that technology that Tesla used has also been found in the pyramids. We've had all this knowledge, but we've been enslaved by people who want to make money from us. My systems, all, it will detect autism. There's a Cambridge think tank that believes autism is part of our spirit, our evolution, humans' evolution. Because the ability of autistic people to focus and concentrate, if we can caretake them and help them get the best way through, and Elon Musk said he's Asperger, and this yes. is why he focuses on things and gots to get it done. Deepak Chopra says 75% of savants... Yeah, it's not a very nice word, is it? 75% of savants are autistic, and the other 25 have had a bang on the head at some time in their life. And the heart has got, has got much more powerful, accurate neurons than the brain. When you go to your heart, bring your focus down to your heart when you've got a question to ask. 
you'll get a much better truth from your heart. How do you do that, And Just by putting your palm on it? Or? Just put your palm. Yeah. That's the heart math, people. And what you do is you, you breathe in for six seconds, hold, and then breathe out. And if you can do this, put your tongue on the on the uh, bottom of your mouth. Uh, imagine a big empty space behind your eyes. Imagine a big empty space behind your eyes. And this resets all the vagus nerve and everything. And then put your hand on your heart. Then breathe, breathe, in, breathe in through the heart. And then you have to, when you feel like you're in a good place, you send out love, compassion, love and compassion. This is the Buddhist guy, what, what they do. You can't be anxious and fearful at the same time At the same time as you're thinking of love and compassion. That usually lasts about 37 minutes. There's four things can happen. You can fall asleep. You can say the mantra. You can have thoughts or you can go through the gap. So, um, so you're saying it in your head, though. You're not saying it out loud verbally. All of it's silent because it's about, it's about a journey within. Generally, when, when people recite or chant mantras, they're trying to manifest something in the outside world. When you use uh, the primordial sound mantra or the Sohan mantra, you're going on a journey within to discover who you really are. You meditate twice a day for half an hour each time, usually in the morning and around about tea time, about between five and seven at night. It's the mantra for the vibration of the earth at the time you were born. And you came from the non-local to the local domain. A few crystals don't like water. You can leave them on your on a window edge in moonlight or sunlight, and that will cleanse them as well. I've got a chunk of moldavite, and I've actually been soaking that in some water and then some hydrosol to see what I can do with that. It's um, mm, I mean, uh, you can make gem essence yeah. out of most crystals, yeah. out of most crystals, make a gem essence. Yeah, what what you do is you put put the crystal in water. And, and leave it on, again on your window ledge overnight. Then you can just sip it or take it homeopathically. Yeah, so all crystals, they just impart the vibrations out into the water. And is, is that like an indefinite, you can use the crystal indefinitely to do that? It doesn't get watered down or whatever? It's, it's, oh, no, is it... no, no. It, it, will, okay. it will always have the same vibration. Could you have a bath with um, a crystal-infused bath? Yes, I do, yeah. yeah. It doesn't harm them. If you use crystals for healing, then I will leave them in salt water for a couple of days. N then not drink the water, obviously you're cleansing. I, I worked with my, my quantum system and my, and my friend who's, whose dog was very ill and we gave it um, called Azestrolite. I made like little pet vials for it. And the, when we were working with a dog, a couple of days later, the crystals would start to turn black inside. So we would bury them because they're oh. normal. You, you know, because crystals do absorb. You yeah, know. they fracture as well, you find. Well. And they fracture. Some, some crystal, if a crystal breaks, then perhaps that means it's done its work with you. Or if you lose it. Yeah. If you lose a crystal, that means it's saying goodbye and it's done the best thing it can for you. Crystals can shift into different positions without you knowing it in the flower of life book he saw a fluorite cube change into a i think it was a hexagonal within a few days yeah oh that's and weird crystals <laughs> are, are fluid crystals are quite fluid dave gets really upset because i have a lot of crystals around the bed and my pillow and things <laughs> something gets you wet when you leave when you turn over oh no you know yeah. but you know a crystal can turn shift its form
Is this while you're sleeping, Anne? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Ooh. crystal all around me, yeah. yeah. But I have uh, black tourmaline and uh, Karuna key Reiki symbols at the bottom of my bed, and that keeps me grounded. Uh, I have... Uh, Offer some of Brazilian fenocyte. Brazilian fenocyte, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My crystal teacher said to me, you've got all these lovely chakras up there on the higher chakras, said, but unless you can unless you can bring that energy down to the earth plane, you're just wasting it. So, therefore, you know, I do Tai Chi. That's one of the things I do because Tai Chi grounds you. People think it's it's about achieving higher consciousness, but unless your other chakras are formed properly. And if, if you go back to the PTSD thing, when, you, when you're a child, you're growing up, if you have serious traumas the chakras won't won't form properly so you are it takes you a lot of time to then bring the energy either up from the floor into your chakras or down or use crystals any trauma the the, the way they found out that um you know that the effect traumas have on you is is by studying identical twins and there was there was uh one there's a you know two young girls uh, i think they were british and um, one of them developed childhood leukemia at the age of three, and the other one didn't. You know, what's the difference? Same DNA, they were identical twins. One of them had had a, a consulectomy when she was 10 months old, and it was a bit traumatic for her. Something had gone wrong in it. So the, the early traumas will develop into, you know, can develop, not not absolutely. But early, early traumas. So uh, all inner child work is, is is fabulous because our memories are not real. I do EFT and inner child work, you know, and it's like I I have these 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 uh, ideas, and that you know I think the fixed ideas and I think they happen, and, and when I actually go into the memory and see what happened, it's not true. Yeah, it's the way my mind's uh, lodged the information and made it seem true to me. I'm, I'm not saying that nobody experiences trauma. So, you know, there are, I've, worked, I've worked with a lot of um, women, women who've had very traumatic childhoods. EFT and uh, crystals, you know, there, there are crystals for inner child work and they're, they're rhodonite and rhodochrosite. And these are for women who, who've been sexually abused as children, not just women, for men as well. Rhodonite and rhodochrosite. And you will be drawn to the right crystals for you. And don't go for the big expensive one because quite often it's not the big expensive <laughs> one that's going to do the work. I mean, crystals that aren't polished uh, are probably, you know, in the more natural state, they're, they're probably more powerful. If you bought a, a little citrine wand of it in its natural form, it will probably be more powerful. Uh, I've had them disappear on me and reform all, all sorts of... Where they come from, I don't know. Mostly from another dimension. <laughs> well, well, some of the some of the crystals do come out of the ground, you know, in yeah. that form, like, you know, you, you get them in geodes. So when you break open a geode, say an amethyst one, for instance, mm. it will look like that, like it's already polished inside. First, any crystal is a metamorphic rock, which basically means it's been formed under extreme heat and pressure. You know, selenite comes out of the ground like, like, you, like you buy it, you know, sort of amethyst and sometimes citrine, because citrine grows in geodes as well, doesn't it? Mm. Get little citrine eggs and that, you know, so it comes out the ground looking like that a lot of the time. Mm. Whereas, you know, other ones like diamonds, for instance, they come out raw, like, you know, like an uncut diamond's always raw in it, and then mm. it's polished and, you know, cut and everything else. Yeah. 
Herkimer diamonds, uh, you know the Herkimers in your pendants, they grow like that. A normal quartz would have a range of, you know, if, you, if you tested how far the energy of a, of a normal quartz went out, it would be about five foot. A Herkimer diamond is about 10 or 15. Beautiful little Herkimer, tiny little things, you know. <laughs> the prophecy stone, how do you use them properly? Uh, I hold them in meditation. You could wear them in a spiral. Prophecy Stone, Libyan Desert, they're both from the same same place. And Libyan Desert was in Tut Tutankhamun's breastplate. They thought it was Honey Calcite for years. Then they realised it was Libya. And they're tectites, you know, so they come from outer space. The heat of the meteor hitting the Earth forms them into crystals. For a while, I, I was actually holding my Prophecy Stone in my hand when I went to sleep. And I was wondering if it would help with sort of dream time and, you know, getting messages and things like that. And then mm. I, I took it out thinking, I wonder if it's like making my sleep much too active, you know, sort of waking tired the next day. So could it have been that? And are there crystals that you should definitely not um, pop inside well, your bed if you need a good night's sleep? There are some crystal people who say don't have them in your bedroom. So it depends on how you feel with them. If you've got a feeling yourself that that was keeping you awake, that the likelihood is it is keeping you awake. If you trust your instincts, you listen to your body. If you listen to your instincts, probably was keeping you awake. Trust your instincts. No, you can look through all the crystal books, and some people will say this. You know, it's like there's like fifty crystals for each birthstone and things like that. But if if you use your own intuition, from from what you were saying, then you slept with it. It did what it needed to, and then you had a thing saying, perhaps it's keeping me awake. I had a piece of quartz in my pocket, in the dress that I was wearing. It disappeared out of my pocket. I looked through the house at my husband looking. It literally vanished from my pocket and I still haven't found it. So, it's According to my crystal teacher, if a crystal disappears, what it's done, it's transformed and it's living in your auric field. There was a girl on my course and she was having a bit of trouble with a, a relationship breakup and was moving house. And she said, oh, my crystals, I had them all in the drawer and they went and came over there. They just vibrating at higher frequency so you can't see them. I had a, a kunzite, and kunzite is quite a powerful heart chakra cleanser. And I had kunzite in my bed, and that disappeared. And then one night I felt something cool on my leg, and it was the kunzite came back. So I, oh my I've gosh. The first crystal I ever, I ever used, and it was a little uh, ribbed crystal. It was carved and it was ribbed. And when I woke up in the morning, it was a quartz about three inches long. So, Wow. Because they are alive. The fact that they're really condensed and it's not a, a moving thing that we would see, but they are actually, they have their own little consciousness. But and have you got some interesting crystals coming into the shop? At... We're doing Brazilian phenocyte. That's the highest, highest frequency crystal possibly in the world, Brazilian phenocyte. And we're doing it in small bottles, tiny chips, so everybody can afford it. One of the reasons we do them in vials is so everybody can have them. And I ask the Crystal Kingdom and they find me. They find me. You know, because they oh. want to be out with people. They want to be out with people. I, I cleanse all our crystals in the house with my quantum field system before we go anywhere. Okay. I, I just say quantum field system, cleanse all my crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, I, I find the, these little vials you make are absolutely lovely to wear because they're kind of round and you're sleeping, they don't actually dig in anywhere. Whereas if you have like a, an uncut crystal in your, I'm just thinking in the bed, it would be kind of sharp and pokey, you know. Lavender is the same frequency as amethyst. 
obviously the colour you can see. So is, is like a rose quartz and rose, would they be similar frequency? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, they're vibrating on the same frequency. Similar. Same colour, same frequency. Wow. And what is frankincense? Um, what crystal would that be? Would that be citrine or something? I'm not sure. Just go, go with your intuition. I couldn't. Right? Well, the the whole higher purpose thing, I have to look at what the machine is telling me because the information that right. comes is from your higher self. So your higher self is saying, look at this, what do you think about that? It doesn't necessarily clear it all the way. You know, sometimes you've got work for yourself to do on things. But uh, it looks at meridians as well. And it looks at um, doing an emotional chart, you know, to show you which emotions you're suppressing and which ones are. You know, we don't just give you a series of treatments. We empower you to do it yourself. You know, at the end of the day, not, you know, we, we, we can't fix anybody. Yeah. You've got to fix yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. But we, we can empower people yeah. to, to help themselves. This is where empowerers rather than... Yeah. Fix. What I do, I get the, the emotions, and then I say to you, what does the emotion mean? But I've got another part where you can go stimulate the memory to go fix the emotion. Usually I do a bit of EFT towards the end of it to, you know, just a, a practical thing where you can go in and do a bit more work yourself. I do a higher purpose clearance. It's, it's helping you remove your resistance to change, moving into your higher purpose, whatever that is. I, I don't need to know what your higher purpose is. And then Dave does the primordial sound mantra. We do live multidimensionally all the time, but we don't always recognize it. Like with emotions, if we have any resentments about people or we're upset, I just say to, you know, to my higher self, whatever. I don't want to feel like this about another person because I can't change that other person. I'm not asking for them to be changed. I'm asking for the feeling I feel to be changed. And I did this once when I came back from a, a, a retreat. I'd had an argument with the retreat leader's wife. And I was walking around the park and I said, I really don't want to feel like this. And when I got back, she'd sent me a prayer that was really, really meaningful. When we release these little toxic pockets in us of things that have happened when you release that it changes the universe you're changing the universe you're changing the world oh, from inside lovely. you're actually transforming the planet when you're doing this like one that. after that time war anger comes from inside families and spreads out it doesn't come from the outside in oh, on the battlefield yeah. of life you need a rose and a rose is meditation or tai chi or something you know working with working with crystals doing doing different things i you know you're you're on about crystals and menopause i can't remember going through the menopause nothing ever happened really wow i never had a period pains until my best friend started getting them at school you were lucky because i heard that um women either get depression or they get anxiety but it sounds like if you've been doing three hours a day of meditation because that's one of the things they tell menopausal women to do is meditation but you were doing the sort of preventative all yeah. along so <laughs> yeah, and I had a house full of crystals <laughs> well do you sell a set of crystals for the menopause because they often need calming better sleep balancing the hormones that sort of thing well you know if, if people do want it then we can sort it out but we can do a menopause vial we can have a look put herkimer in it and see <laughs> sounds magical yeah that'd be great it's been absolutely lovely it's been been so good to speak to you both today. So um, thank you very much for, for coming back on. Welcome, Wendy. Yeah. Bahimsa Crystals, that's the best place for people to get hold of you. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that 
Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. Okay. Thanks very much, Wendy. See you soon. Bye.